Welcome to the Summit County HealthCast, a podcast to improve the health and wellness of residents in Summit County, Utah. Join us as we interview local experts, professionals, and more to provide you with the best health and wellness tips Summit County has to offer. Let's get started. And welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. We are here on a beautiful brown January morning, and I've got Phil Bondurant with me, who is our environmental health guru. And we're going to be talking about something that's pretty big deal here around Summit County this time of year, and that's the Sundance Film Festival. How's it going today, Phil? It's going well. I didn't know I was the environmental health guru, but I'll take it. <laughs> We're going to change your business cards to that. That haven't told for, you yet, though. Works for me. When we talk about Sundance, everybody, especially people who aren't here during Sundance and just hear about it, think about movie stars walking around Park City Main Street and indie films and all of the hoopla that goes around with that. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to kind of prep and prepare for Sundance and during Sundance to make sure that it goes off without a hitch. And environmental health plays a big role in that. So today we're going to talk about the things that environmental health does to help Sundance go off without a smash as some of the unsung heroes behind the scenes. So to kick things off, just give us an overview. What is your role with the Sundance Film Festival? So with Sundance, just like any other uh, temporary event that we have here in Summit County, we, it involves food, drinks, and the things that make these events really go off. And one of the things, as you mentioned, is we have some high-profile celebrities here with a lot of followers on social media and that. And it's the health department's role to make sure that this event is safe and sanitary from a food, uh, trash, and drinks standpoint, just as environmental health does with any other program. We are in there doing inspections, making sure the food being served at these venues, both private venues and public venues is safe. It's adhering to the FDA food code that uh, we're limiting the potential for disease transmission for uh, GI tract uh, infections and those things that typically come with food uh, at any type of event. So we really want to make sure that People are here to enjoy Sundance, and we want to make sure that that is what happens rather than them worrying about uh, getting foodborne illnesses or having to worry about the safety and sanitation of the event. And you guys handle all the permitting for that. So someone would have to handle the commercial side of it to get in and operate at Sundance. But as far as the permitting that handles all of and entails all of the actual food management and the food handling that all comes from the health department not from Sundance right yeah Sundance typically uh, the venues will go in under the Sundance umbrella and then each venue will hire a caterer to come in and provide food to the people that are invited to that venue so with each one comes a different caterer a different type of food a different service plan and we're just in there making sure that each one of those venues is safe and that we're not having any variation from the food code within each each venue. So there's a lot of work that goes on before the festival starts then with all the permitting and things that go on. So before we get into what actually goes on during the event that you guys kind of oversee and inspect, give us a breakdown of some of the stuff that you do in preparation for Sundance. So on last Friday, we just had the deadline for the permits to help you guys be able to kind of manage that and make sure on the flip side that everyone had what they needed so you didn't have to shut them down during the event. So what are some things like that that occur ahead of time? with your department 
Yeah, the Sundance permitting process begins the first part of December in the previous year. There's a lot of education that goes on. Each venue may bring back an old caterer that they've used that knows the process or somebody local. Uh, We've even had different venues bring in caterers from out of state, from L.A. where the film studio is at, or uh, somebody local to them that they're familiar with. And so that conversation happens way before that allows individuals to come into our county, provide food, and to do so safely that adheres to the FDA food code, but also to local ordinances. So we want to make sure that everything is transparent, that these permits are required. Here's how you go about getting a permit. And so our admin assistant, Amy Jones, does an excellent job of reaching out uh, to each of these venues, making sure that they know what the responsibility is, and then working with Park City Municipal to get the list of different venues so that we can make sure that everybody knows what the responsibility is. And even though we may not have been contacted by somebody, we've reached out and said, hey, we know you're coming into this venue, therefore you need a permit. Here's how you go about getting that permit. And so on average, Sundance from the beginning of the first permit till we are done with it on Sunday afternoon, it's about 120 to 150 staff hours that it takes to really make this event go off without a hitch. Now, that doesn't seem like very much compared to what Park City Municipal is putting in or Park City Police Department to make this event go off without a hitch. But mind you, once we do an inspection there, the health department doesn't have to come back. So to think that it takes 120 hours to do one inspection to get the permits purchased and send staff into the field, that's actually... Uh, three full-time employees um, over the course of about a month to a month and a half to really make Sundance go off, which is a significant commitment by the county to uh, do their part in, in adhering to the safety and sanitation regulations for the event. So run us through, we talked about the back end and you mentioned the just the man hours that it takes throughout the festival. What's a typical day or opening weekend like at Sundance? Because that's usually when you're when you're your busiest, barring some type of outbreak or something, knock on wood, right? Right. Uh, best, best stated is it's absolute chaos. Our food program lead, Rebecca Hollinger, does a great job of setting out a, a map and a plan of where all the different venues are at, and we try to get as many done as we can prior to the big Friday night uh, party that goes on. But uh, Friday, we'll gather here at the health department at about 10 o'clock, and uh, get up there and start inspecting those venues when they open on Friday. And then there will be staff out doing inspections until probably midnight on Friday night. And then we'll have staff come back on Saturday morning to do the Saturday, first Saturday shift of inspections and follow-ups. And then a second inspector will come back Saturday evening. And then there'll be another inspector that comes back Sunday morning and then Sunday evening. And all during that time, the health department's actively participating in Park City's emergency um, response and emergency uh, preparedness group with Hugh Daniels and making sure that those issues that the health department's encountered are made available to the entire group. So we have that call that goes on every morning and then typically we'll go out in groups of two just so that it eliminates any type of he said, she said during the inspection process. And each group of inspectors will be assigned anywhere from 15 to 18 inspections that they're responsible for. So they're up there fighting the crowds just like everybody else, trying to get in and out of venues, using their credentials to get into some of the more private and secure facilities. Um, And the average inspection usually takes 15 to 20 minutes. So you think about that 15 to 20 minutes versus 120 hours that it takes for the entire event, you begin to think about 
the complications of logistics and travel and getting into venues and, and, and going from point A to point B is not as simple as the as a walk across the street, but um, all these different factors that play in that really can uh, make the job much more difficult um, when we go in. So that's why we now have hard badges, uh, a typical silver badge similar to any other enforcement agency that helps expedite that process because really we don't want to be hanging out up there while these venues are going on. People are here to enjoy Sundance. They're not here to worry about what the health department's doing. So we really try to keep everything 15 to 20 minutes in one inspection, completed out onto the next one as, as best as we can. And that's just one thing I wanted to add. That's just the catering or the some of the pop-up events. So all the stuff we talked about is in, is in addition to the regular inspections you would have to do. Usually you get those done beforehand for all of the restaurants and establishments on Park City Main Street. Right. Yeah, we make sure uh, we just started our new permitting process for the 2018 year. And so we don't allow venues to operate Sundance unless they have an active permit. And part of that permit is the inspections and everything else. So not only are we inspecting the caterer coming into that venue, but we're also inspecting the venue from a traditional uh, food inspection to make sure that everything there is there to be uh, successful for this event. Okay. So we talked about everything that you have going on behind the scenes and all of the work you put into it. Why... Is this so important for Sundance that we have someone checking up on food safety and making sure everyone's in compliance throughout the festival? Yeah, you see, with most public health events, it doesn't take long uh, with the advent of social media, with our media outlets and that, for something to spread quickly. And and that's more mouth or word of mouth than anything else. So People are here to enjoy Sundance. They want to go to festivals. They want to be a part of the atmosphere. They want to see the celebrities um, off screen and, and take pictures and do that thing. And we fully support that and understand the value that that brings to the community. Our role is to make sure that that goes off without a hitch, that people can concentrate on the fun aspect of Sundance and not worried about the safety aspect of it. Is the food that we're being served safe? Are the drinks safe? Are the trash cans being taken care of? Are restrooms available? Those are the things that the health department worries about. And that's our job. So that when somebody comes to Park City, when somebody comes to Summit County, their takeaway from that visit here is that, man, things went well. It was clean. The food was good. You know, nobody got sick or ill. I was able to enjoy myself and be a part of Sundance and really feel the festivities. And it's not only important for us as a county, but it's also important for the Sundance group itself. They want to know that all aspects from A to Z are being covered. And we're just... We're just part of that that spectrum of A to Z of making sure that our very small silo in this whole event is, is taken care of and done so properly. So what are some of the types of things that you're preventing or what are some of the common things that could arise if you guys weren't out doing these inspections? I know there's there's been a lot of talk lately with the hepatitis outbreaks um, along the Wasatch Front, but there's a host of other things, some not quite so severe, but still would have, the, would have a big impact on the festival. Right. The biggest one would be something along the lines of norovirus, something that is transmitted by food handlers that are sick. Uh, you know, you start to see some severe GI or gastrointestinal symptoms, your, your typical uh, vomiting and, and diarrhea and that sort of thing. And the problem with that is, is while most people have experienced norovirus on some level, an event like Sundance where everybody's so closely in contact with one another, the streets are packed with people and, you know, we have an event where somebody doesn't uh, wash their hands or something like that. It could spread rapidly throughout the community. And that's the last thing we want is not only does that reflect poorly on Sundance, 
but it reflects poorly on the health department and the fact that it can be minimized if we're out there doing our inspections. It doesn't eliminate the possibility of it because it's always, it's always there. But what it does is when we have caterers come in from out of town, you know, the health department definitely has a regulatory role, but we also help with providing some of the, the minor things that are forgotten, thermometers and, and test strips and those things so that people can be successful because it's a lot easier for us to help provide those small things and guide people down the right direction than it is to have to come back and do a full-blown investigation on an outbreak. And so our main focus we're preventing is any type of illness or contamination that could occur from mishandled food, making sure that the appliances and those things that are there to keep food hot, to keep food cold or are working properly so that the food is the last thing that people have to worry about. And while we can't be there 24 seven and making sure all of the venues are safe, we can ensure that each venue has the necessary equipment to be successful and to provide safe food. And that's our main purpose is to make sure that they have whatever they need to be successful through the regulatory process. And you bring up a good point with that, that this is a collaboration between the health department and these venues. We're not out there trying to shut someone down or find a reason we have to close them. We're out there to make sure that their event goes off really well because, like you said, it, it not only reflects on the community and on the festival, but also for these individual catering programs. If something were to happen because they weren't up to compliance with something, it's going to reflect poorly on them as well. Right, and I think that just the whole gamut across the board of of one simple tweet or one Facebook post from the wrong person from the or wrong the, per the big, the person with the, the right person yeah. um, really could put a damper on things. And the County doesn't want to, to have to manage that Sundance doesn't want to have to deal with that. So in reality, we have an important role, uh, but we do a lot of the work behind the scenes so that most people don't even know what's going on. Awesome. So just to wrap things up now, you've been at Sundance. This is your fifth year, or fourth year, fourth going year, into, going to your fourth year at Sundance. There's always some crazy things that go on at the event. So from an environmental health standpoint, can you share a couple of things you have witnessed in your three previous years? Well, I think if we move towards a reality show during Sundance, it would be an absolute hit because most people would be, their eyes would be open in some of the things that our, that our environmental health scientists see during these events. Everything from sewer backups and kitchens because of the extra load that's being placed on the infrastructure um, and, and kitchen workers doing their best to try to, to meet the demands of, of the venue while still uh, working around sewer backups to raw chicken being prepared in stairwells with George Foreman grills for some of the most high profile celebrities that are at the events. And so you look at some of these smaller catering companies that come in and take on the idea that they're going to come in and get a piece of Sundance and supplement their business. And then the sheer volume of of work that they're asked or the food that they're asked to produce can be a bit overwhelming. So we've seen some of the worst things that you can see um, <laughs> and some of some of the most innovative things that you can see. And so when we encounter those situations, it's not our, it, it would be extremely simple to go in and drop the hammer and say, you're done, you're not gonna do this. But then the health department looks bad because then you've got the celebrity on the other side of the curtain that says, I'm hungry, but they can't provide food because- They the can't get their $100 George Foreman chicken. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, our goal is to is to identify how we can make that event successful, that venue successful, given the resources they have. And sometimes we've told them, I'm sorry, but you cannot prepare raw chicken on a George Foreman in a stairwell. In any case, whether it's Sundance or not, 
we might need to move something more towards like Tortino's Pizza. That's <laughs> right. a little more safe that doesn't pose the same uh, risks and hazards. So each year we come back with stories. The staff is fantastic. I can't compliment the environmental health staff enough. This year, health promotion is going to be out actively working on our new e-cig and e-juice rule, uh, making sure that that's enforced. Each year we come back and we have stories. We have good laughs about the things we encounter, but most importantly, we we kind of pat each other on the back for the job that we did to make sure that each venue was able to go and do the thing that they were intending to do and do so safely. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of credit that's due to each of the environmental health staff and health promotion staff uh, that they don't get recognized for. But ultimately, Sundance goes off each year uh, without a hitch this year. Same thing, hopefully, fingers crossed. And a lot of that will be due to the behind the scene work with the environmental health scientists, the partnerships with Park City, and then just the partnerships with the venues, listening that the health department's not there to necessarily shut you down, but really help you be successful. So, well, Phil, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing that information. And good luck to you and your team this coming weekend. Thanks. We'll need it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Summit County HealthCast. For news, program information, and more, visit us at summitcountyhealth.org. Stay healthy, Summit County.